Well, it is Monday evening. It's time for another episode of True Sleep. This podcast aims to help you meditate in your heart upon your bed and be still. So it's for those nights when you're having a hard time turning your mind off or you're feeling restless to help you truly deeply rest. Uh, even if you don't fall right asleep, you rest by drawing near to God through meditating on his word. We're going to be in Job chapter 3 for our meditation this time. And so I hope you're settled in and comfortable. Before we begin, I want to say a special thank you to Lydia for signing up to be a monthly supporter of the podcast. There is a link on each episode if that's something you feel led to do. Uh, that would be a great encouragement to me and a help. Uh, but thank you, Lydia. I really appreciate you and appreciate each one of you, wherever you are. Uh, I'm glad you're listening. As I record this, this is as close to a real-time recording as I've done. Usually, I record uh, three episodes in a batch, and uh, that way I can schedule them out once a week and uh, running behind. And so I'm actually recording this at about 6.20 p.m., and it will uh, become available at 7 p.m. And so this is pretty close to real time, and it's the Monday before Halloween, and I don't know how you feel about Halloween. People have different feelings. Christians have different perspectives on it. Um, but this might be a pretty good passage for the Monday before Halloween. It's Job chapter 3, verses 20 through 26 is what we'll meditate on tonight. But let's pray before we do that. Father, thank you for this listener. Thank you that you have led them to this podcast at this time. Please speak to them through your word. Help me to serve them well and not to inject anything that's false or anything that is confusing, but just to prompt them to think deeply about what your word actually says. We trust you for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so where we pick up, Job is still lamenting the fact that he was ever born. He is a righteous man who has just undergone undergone great calamity, horrible suffering. He's lost his family, his livelihood, his health, and his, his friends have gathered around him to comfort him. And he's finally opened his mouth to speak, and he's just expressing his pain. And he's been doing that now for 19 verses, and we pick up at verse 20. And I'm just going to read each verse and give you some time to visualize. He uses a, a lot of imagery to express his suffering. I just want you to, in your mind's eye, visualize what he is describing as he asks these rhetorical questions expressing his suffering. Maybe this will give you some vocabulary to express how you're feeling. Maybe you are suffering right now. Or maybe it will help you better understand others when they are undergoing deep suffering. Because we will, even as Christians, experience a great pain in this fallen world. So verse 20, Job says, Why is light given to him who is in misery, and life to the bitter in soul, who long for death, but it comes not, and dig for it more than for hidden treasures, who rejoice exceedingly and are glad when they find the grave. 
Now, you may have felt this way before. You may feel that way now. Or you may be someone who has never experienced this level of misery. It's good to know that the Bible goes there. And Job is a figure who thinks in these terms. And asks the question, why? I don't know that he's really wanting an answer. I think he's just trying to express out loud the pain that he's experiencing. But let's meditate on these images here. Why is light given to him who is in misery? You know, he's leading up to this thinking about birth. Why was he ever born? So, in other words, why does God bring a human being out of the darkness of the womb into the light of day through birth if they're going to experience this level of misery in life? Why is life given to the bitter in soul? How is your soul? Is it bitter? Do you know anyone who is bitter in soul right now? Verse 21, why is light and life given to those who long for death, but it comes not? This is sort of a deep, dark meditation tonight in this scripture. There are times when you and I and our fellow Christians and people around us may be in such despair that they will long for death. They will be disappointed that death doesn't come. He goes on to say in verse 21, they dig for it more than for hidden treasures and they rejoice exceedingly and are glad when they find the grave. That's pretty heavy. And I just think in meditating on this, if it were just me meditating on it, I would pause here and kind of gauge where I am and where I have been in comparison to where Job is here. How close have you gotten to this level? How close have you gotten to longing for death? If this is foreign to you and you've never experienced any feelings like this, that's something to rejoice in and thank God for his blessings and his protection, that he's protected you from this level of despair. Just take some time to thank him for those blessings now. If you've gotten to that point in the past, and you can look back and definitely see times that you longed for death and maybe even sought death out, 
like it describes here, thought of ways of committing suicide. But God brought you back from the brink and saved you from taking action. I think it'd be appropriate to pause and thank him for his grace and protection. And if you're feeling that way right now and God brought you to this podcast episode, I can guarantee it's because he is speaking to you through his word and he sees how much pain you're in and he understands it. And he's even spoken about it in his Bible long ago and preserved it in his word. And so if you're in that place right now, I want to urge you to turn toward him Just cry out to him the same way Job is crying out here in this passage and express to him in prayer exactly what you're feeling. Let's just take some time for you to do that right now. Just pour your heart out to him right now and tell him exactly how you're feeling. And if you're in this place of despair right now, I want to encourage you, if you feel like this is the best thing to do, to turn this off and call a trusted Christian friend or a pastor right now, no matter the time of day or night, and not be alone. Father, I pray that you would give this listener great wisdom exactly what their next step is. It may be to continue to meditate on this passage and praise you for your grace and protection and draw near to you through listening to your word and trusting you through Jesus Christ. Or it may be that they need to call a friend because they need some in-person support. Just prompt them clearly what they ought to do. Trusting God to answer that prayer. I'll read on into verse 23. Job goes on to say, Why is light given to a man whose way is hidden, whom God has hedged in? Why is light given to a man whose way is hidden, whom God has hedged in? Here Job is expressing that he feels like God himself has sort of pinned Job into this painful situation. He believes in God's sovereignty. He knows that God was not absent when these things happened or powerless to stop them. But God is present and involved in these situations. So he he again is just asking why. Verse 24, 
for my sighing comes instead of my bread, and my groanings are poured out like water. Maybe this gives some vocabulary to how you've been feeling lately. Your sighings and groanings are more common in your life than bread and water. Is this a sighing and groaning season for you? Or is it not at all? Is this actually a season of joy and peace? Who do you know that is in a sighing and groaning season? Whether you are sighing and groaning or not, it will be good for you to pause and pray for whoever just came to mind. Who is in a sighing and groaning season? Just lift them up to the Lord in prayer. Talk to God the Father about them and intercede for them. Verse 25, for the thing that I fear comes upon me, and what I dread befalls me. Some Christians believe that what they fear and dread will never befall them because they are Christians. But that's not always the case, and Job is the perfect example of that. God doesn't promise that those things will never touch us. He promises that he will be with us in the midst of it. He will strengthen us in the midst of it. He will enable us to endure. He will keep us close to himself. He will be with us. So what a perfect verse for us as Christians to think about during this season in which people really turn their attention to fear. Halloween, what is it that you fear? What is it that you dread?
Now, if you dare to imagine that that thing that came to mind did happen to you, imagine also that God would be right there with you in the midst of it, and that he would strengthen you and comfort you and guide you and see you through it. It's good to face our fears as Christians because we are not alone. We have God the Father with us. We are reconciled to him through faith in Jesus Christ. And so let's read our final verse, verse 26. Job says, I am not at ease, nor am I quiet. I have no rest, but trouble comes. So I assume that most people who find this podcast find it because they feel like this. They feel like they're not at ease, they can't get quiet, they can't find rest, and perhaps trouble has come. Well, you're in good company. The righteous and blameless Job experienced the same thing. And even there in that restless, uneasy, disquieted, troubled place, God is nearby. And so I would like to finish our time here together, just praying for you and praying together, kind of keeping in view what we've seen in this passage. Job is a hard one because we'll meditate on these passage by passage, but you really don't get resolution until the very end, and Job is a long book. But I can go ahead and spoil it for you and let you know that it turns out that God is wise and good, and even though Job was inflicted upon with all this suffering, eventually the Lord does restore him. And in all of it, it points toward the fact that we won't always understand what befalls us in this world and in this life, but we can always trust in the Lord. So let's go to him in prayer now. Father, we, this listener and I, come to you in prayer and ask that you would draw us close to you that you would strengthen our faith in your Son, Jesus Christ, as our Savior and our Lord. That you would forgive us of our sins based on his payment for them on the cross. And that you would be with us in our dark times, in our trouble, in our restlessness. when we can't find ease, quiet, and rest in our circumstances, let us find it in you. And I just want to pray for this listener right now that they would feel at ease and restful and quiet deep down in their soul as they remember how good and sovereign you are and as they trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen.